Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. I'm Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. And we are here tonight to discuss with you Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2, Episode 18. Um, but first, we've got lots of news, lots of news. So no need to worry about spoilers just yet. We're going to cover all of this week's Marvel news. Marvel news. First piece of news I'm excited about. Which, what? Which one? Was Stephen Denight's post today on Twitter. What do you think? Oh, man. Daredevil has been greenlit for season two. That's right. That's right, my friends. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been listening to the Daredevil cast with us or not, but Daredevil has been renewed for season two. That's exciting. We have yet to find out whether um, that is immediately following this season, as in next year, or if it's going to be, you know, later. <laughs> <laughs> after after the full run of Defenders, like if it's going to be in phase two of the uh, <laughs> of the Defenders of the Defenders part of the of the street level MCU. Yeah, exactly. So so we don't know yet. What's up, everybody? This is Matt cutting in. We just talked about Daredevil season two being announced right after we recorded the podcast tonight. It was announced that Daredevil season two will be coming in 2016 and is being showrun. Um, since it's not Steven S tonight, it's going to be I'm sitting here literally reading it to you guys. It's going to be Doug Pietri and Marco Ramirez. Doug Pietri has worked on Buffy, the vampire slayer and American horror stories and Marco Ramirez has worked on Sons of Anarchy. I'm sure we'll talk about it a lot next week, but I think that sounds like a great fit. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I love. Uh, Sons of Anarchy is even you know a really gritty show and really gritty and grounded. So I think those two, uh, which apparently were collaborators on season one of Daredevil, uh, will be a great fit for season two. So now back to us and our conversation. Hopefully you guys have been enjoying Daredevil as much as we have, uh, and we'll all get to enjoy a second season of that. That's pretty awesome. What else we got? Poor Stephen Denight can't be a part of it. Oh, that's right. That's right. We didn't. We should probably mention that. Yeah, Stephen Denight apparently... Well, we don't know how poor. Uh, Stephen Denight True. has said... True. He has a feature commitment that is going to keep him from doing Daredevil Season 2. A feature commitment. A feature commitment. And he said specifically, more news on that later. Yeah, so it sounds like it might be something that is relevant to our interest if he's like, more news on that later. Um, We might just be reading too much into it and hoping that he's doing something with Marvel, but Drew Goddard went from Daredevil to a Spidey flick. That's right. So he could be moving on up just like that. Yeah, it could be could be moving directly what to, if he's to the Spider Verse. Captain Marvel. That would be great. He's done I great. His female characterizations on this se- this episode have been or this season have been wonderful. Um, I've really liked all of his female characters. So I would love to see him work on a Captain Marvel. That's fair. Um, yeah. So speaking of Captain Marvel, some of the news that I have is relevant to that and last week. Yeah, uh, those two people, um, Nicole Perlman and I think her name was Meg Lafauve or Lafauve or what, Lefauve. however you say it. All right, uh, they've been confirmed by Marvel as writers for Captain Marvel. Okay, Perlman and Fav. Oh, oh, do we know what they've done? Yeah, Nicole Perlman uh, gave the um, like the initial script, I guess, or the initial screenplay for Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that's right. So she retains a writing credit for that. That's right. Um, James Gunn made, you know, a few revisions or whatever. Probably made a lot of changes, but... I don't know. Yeah. 
She it uh, seemed like a pretty James Gunn movie. Well, she kept enough, or he kept enough of her stuff in there so that she kept a writing credit yeah. rather than a story credit. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And um, Lafove, I guess that's how you say her name. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. Lafove uh, is a major writing part of the uh, the upcoming Disney flick called Inside Out. Oh yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about that. Yeah, yeah. Looks like it's going to be good. Disney's got a lot coming up this year, right? right? It's a big Disney year. Disney, has, and, and the way that they're starting to run their franchises with Marvel uh, putting out three movies a year coming up soon, and Star Wars putting out a movie a year. And a game. And, well, yeah, they're gonna, I'm sure they're going to do lots of games. No, no, like Star Wars Battlefront, yeah, the no, next one comes out this year. I know. I'm ridiculously excited about uh, that. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's that's cool. And and I'm sure that now that their games are officially canon. Yeah. Oh gosh, God, this is not the Star Wars cast though. But you, it's it's all Disney. It's all one big I happy mean, it's, Disney it's family. It's part of the universe, right? It's just a different galaxy, <laughs> far far away. Yeah, it's all part of the MCU. <laughs> it's long, just a long time ago. Long time ago. Far far away. It's a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a big prequel. So uh, there's this great thing that Marvel's been doing for marketing Ant-Man. They've been putting ant-sized Ant-Man billboards up. <laughs> they're like, they're these little billboards that are probably about six or seven inches tall. And they just like stick them beside, um, beside like bus stops and like on trash cans. That's amazing. And things like that. And it's got all the normal information uh, for, like, an Ant-Man billboard, and it's got all the art and everything, and it looks so cool, <laughs> but it's about, it's really tiny, and it's so funny. Yeah, I'm looking I at like a picture I like that they now. can't take themselves very seriously Oh, that's it. really cute. <laughs> it's got the little grate that a man has to walk on, yes. so it's not just a sign, it's a billboard. It is literally an entire billboard. That's so good. It's so so good. Oh, there's a there's a new marketing niche for things like that now. Oh man, that's great. I loved their first poster for Ant Man that had just a little bitty tiny yeah a little dot little dot on it. That's uh, <laughs> or no 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 that's the first trailer that came out too. It was yeah, also the trailer like, was very like tiny. pint sized. I really love that. Uh, yep, not taking their marketing too seriously, which makes it seem way more. Uh, earnest, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. That's pretty awesome. Just uh, just kind of as an aside, I guess, uh, first photos, first set photos are coming up of Luke Cage on set of Jessica Jones. Like, she's riding on the back of his motorcycle and things like that. Neat. Nothing that's been like, here's him lifting a car or anything like that. Yeah, I wonder what his... Uh, I don't know anything about his origins in the comics. I guess I don't want to know yet, but... Um, Maybe we'll maybe we'll do a spoiler talk about it, um, but uh, yeah, the um, I guess he has super strength. Yeah, in the comics, super strength and unbreakable skin. Mm. Cool. I'm down. That sounds. Both of those things sound like they can be filmed without being too super cheesy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time I think about super strength in a TV series kind of thing, or like possibly looking cheesy, I always think of the Incredible Hulk series when uh, Lou Ferrigno was the Incredible Hulk yeah. and like they had the crane come down on him and he just like he held up the crane and then just like pushed it back like pushed back the claws of the crane or whatever <laughs> and I was just like 
That's so easy to film and so cheesy. They just have like a crane operator to like stop. lifting it back up. <laughs> just, yeah. just stop and lift just it back stop up. Lifting, stop That's lowering so the crane. cheap. That's so cheap. It's pretty funny though. Like make a foam car or something. <laughs> um I think this uh this interesting news from Hemsworth. Um Hemsworth in an interview revealed that he still has three movies on his contract and he even said what those three movies are which is Ragnarok Infinity Wars part 1 and 2. Yeah. So that is interesting given that I don't know. I guess Ragnarok in the comics Thor dies, correct? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, in the comics Thor dies. In, in Ragnarok. He dies a few times. Sure, sure. They all do. Everybody dies and comes back. Everybody dies multiple times in comic books. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, so there was, there was some speculation that that was going to be an out for Hemsworth in the MCU was him dying in Ragnarok. Uh, but well, the same thing has been said for Chris Evans. Yep. That's true. And it doesn't look like that's happening for either one of them. probably. <laughs> so we're just not letting them go. That's what's happening. We're not letting them go. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I'm okay with that. Have you seen, um, I'm thinking about it just randomly, like kind of a, no, there was a train of thought for it. Um, there was speculation at one point that when Downey Jr.'s contract rolls out, that, um, that, Rhodey can take over the part of Iron Man because that actually happened in the comics. Like, Rhodey took yeah. on the Iron Man suit or whatever. Um, and then I was like, wait a minute, War Machine had a part to play in Avengers. Have you seen the TV spot that had War Machine kind of centric in it? No, no, I haven't. Oh, man. It's so good. All right. Uh, we're going to pause the podcast. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> All right. Never has War Machine looked so badass. Dude, War Machine has always looked so badass. I don't know, man. Uh, he didn't look very badass in Iron Man 3. He just hasn't done a whole lot in any of the movies, really. Iron Man 2, he got a little action in that, like, that one scene, really. At the end, yeah. Yeah, but that's about all we've seen of War Machine. This looks like we're going to get more, which I, was, I wasn't expecting a lot of War Machine, but this trailer's showing a lot of War Machine. Yeah. Yeah, and it's only in, like, a few short clips of him. Yeah. But it seems like that's the part that stands out. It might be that that's the part that stands out because we haven't seen What's a whole new lot footage? of it. Yeah, we haven't yeah. seen that footage yet. I really like where he's holding the um, he's holding the Ultron bot, like, mm -hmm. in the air and just letting the shoulder cannon just shoot it in the face. Yeah. It's so cool. Crazy. Like, I'm so excited for this movie. <laughs> I can't hold it in, man. Yeah. Dude, it's like 10 days away. 10 days we'll be watching that movie. That's so much fun. I'm so excited. All right. Um, so there's a piece of news today. It's, it's, it's a rumor at this point, but there's a rumor floating around uh, that's saying that Mockingbird and Hunter are supposedly going to lead the S.H.I.E.L.D. spinoff. Um, we discussed this S.H.I.E.L.D. spinoff last week. Um, what do you think of that? I've got some ideas. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like based on what we saw, I mean, and I don't want to reveal a little too much because we're on spoiler section yet, but we're seeing a lot of powered people on S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, tonight we just had, I mean, tonight that that that, that office building was full of powered people. <laughs> and they're talking about powered people more and more. It's becoming the major riff between a lot of the characters. And I feel like we're already almost getting two separate teams, and I think we're going to get a powered team and an unpowered team, like a powered team and a shield team. 
Um, I think it's very possible. Of course, Hunter and Bobby are not powered people. So, um, I don't know what that means. If the, Bobby, you know, it sounds like in comics, she is a little powered. Uh, a little bit. She at least has an ability. Of course, we've got Avengers who don't have, uh, necessarily. I mean, Hawkeye. Yeah. And Black Widow. They're, yeah, they're not powered people, but they're still Avengers. So, uh, it just seemed like we might be getting like a secret Avengers or a secret warriors, something like that kind of thing. I've got another idea. Yeah. What is your idea? It's a, it's a, it's a long shot. Mm-hmm. Is it too spoilery to mention now? No, not really. Well, I don't think tell so. Tell us about your idea. I mean, we're seeing a lot of powered people being found. And there's the idea of, uh, changing the index. You remember that? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he mentioned in, in Melinda, he mentioned, um, like, changing the index. I don't know what you're Yeah, talking. well, the, Simmons was talking about saying just, like, gifted was not enough. Yeah. And then enhanced, and there's then... There's enhanced, and then there's met... There's more, whatever. you know, whatever. So, they've been tagging people in this index. And they've, you know, they've tried to bring in some of them for... Uh, I guess being shield agents, you know, seeing if they can train them, turn them into agents and whatnot. What if this is a, like a powered people shield Academy kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Cause I could see mockingbird being a teacher. Oh yeah. I, I'm totally with you. Yeah. Like an Academy, uh, uh, even like an Avengers Academy would be And last. I thought it interesting that last week I didn't want to call it Avengers Academy because that's actually a thing. I know. I know that's actually that, a thing. That Hank Pym started, but... Okay. Well, it's... <sighs> we just don't know what this Theta Protocol is. They didn't even mention it tonight. Yeah, there was no mention of it, except that May said that uh, Coulson left us with, like, a pile of secrets or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and last episode, I thought it interesting that they mentioned uh, the Avengers Initiative, and he mentioned how he wanted to stop just t- tagging and releasing the powered people and he wanted to start training them and seeing if they might be heroes. Um, and it's, he did, obviously he did that with the Avengers. Um, but you know, now he has a, he has kind of a prototype to work with, like a, how that powered team come, came together. And so now he, he might start doing that. And I feel like that, that is to to me, that is seeming what, like what this spinoff is going to be, if anything, either, whether you want to call it an Academy or you want to call it just like, another powered team or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it, it stands to reason that it could just be a powered team. Sure. But it also stands to reason that that powered team could be training other powered teams or training another powered team. Yeah. I think we have one more piece of news and it's kind of, it, it's a little, this is a bitter quote. It is a little bit of a bitter quote, but it's, it could be bittersweet cause we don't know. Uh, yeah. Joss Whedon said, uh, in relation to, Edgar Wright Edgar Wright's Ant-Man. Ant-Man script. He said, I thought the script was not only the best script that Marvel had ever had, but the most Marvel script I'd ever read. I had no interest in Ant-Man. Then I read the script, and I was like, of course, this is so good. It reminded me of the books when I read them. Irreverent and funny and could make 
uh, what was small, large, and vice versa. I don't know where things went wrong, but I was very sad because I thought, this is a no-brainer. This is Marvel getting it exactly right. Whatever dissonance that came, whatever it was, I don't understand why it was bigger than a marriage that seemed so right. But I'm not going to say it was definitely all Marvel or Edgar's gone mad. I just, I feel they would complement each other by the ways that they were different. And um, something happened. That is... That is my worst fears of what he could say. <laughs> um, I, we've all talked about the Ant-Man uh, script and Ant-Man's project and how Edgar Wright left last minute like he did. And, I, uh, and I'm hoping maybe they didn't change too much. Maybe it was just one sticking point that Edgar Wright had that he couldn't give on and Marvel couldn't give on. And maybe most of the script stayed the same. Maybe. I'm hopeful because I hope that I hope that's the case. I hope that like they didn't have this perfect script and then just scrapped it all. Later in the article that I was reading that had that quote in it, um, apparently the changes that were made were great enough that um, Edgar Wright was no longer put as a writing credit but as a story credit. Okay, well, so yeah. I don't know how significant the changes were, but they were enough. Yeah. Mm. That makes me sad. Uh, it's interesting that Josh came out and said this now that he's done with Marvel for a while. <laughs> he like didn't he held back that quote for so long. <laughs> he could have said this a long time ago, but he was like, No man, I'm working for those people. <laughs> it's just interesting that he like hold held back that comment till he was done working for them, you know? Yeah. I think it's funny. I mean, I, I would too. There was somebody, I think it was Bendis. I'm not sure where, like, who it was, but somebody that's been reading all of the scripts and like working with all of the movies. I think it was Brian Michael Bendis. Um, they've said that Ant Man is the best movie Marvel's ever made. Wow. So I don't, I don't know. How to take any of this? Yeah, we'll just wait and see. I mean, I'm, I'm. <laughs> if Ultron's good, I'm gonna trust him till, um, they're they're gonna hold my trust. You know, even if Ultron was bad, which I don't see happening, but even if Ultron's bad, I, they're still gonna hold my trust. Man, there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of weight that it's carrying. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So... It's, it's they've got they gotta live up to a lot. <laughs> they're like a se- a sequel to what's well 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 respected as one of the best you know, comic book movies of all time uh, in the top couple, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, there's, you could, you could have a fight for that top spot, but it's definitely in the top one or two. <laughs> so, yep. I mean, you're looking at like that versus Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Cause well, Christopher Reeve pretty much set the precedence for superhero flick. Well, sure. But it's, there's a difference between starting something and being the best at it fair it's like you know i i would not say that the christopher superman movies are anywhere near the best superhero movies personally they're good for the time and they 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 start something that's never been done before that's all so you got to respect them but they're not the best they're not they're not better than what's out there now we've learned from people learn from those movies and they made better movies and that's how like the evolution of film happens you know in my mind, of course, some people will say, you know, those are those older things are better, they're more pure, more pure <laughs> somehow. Yeah. Um, but I'm not, I'm not a believer in that philosophy. Uh, we had another piece of news that was a, 
uh, it was given to us some, some feedback by Nathaniel Muzzy. Um, Marvel developing new TV project with 12 Years a Slave and American Crime producer. Um, <laughs> Nathaniel Muzzy posted that and he says, three movies, possibly four TV series, um, and Netflix shows. I hope you weren't planning on downtime. Uh, we weren't. We weren't. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to have to push back our comic book club. Yep. Just less time to read comics is all. Uh, but which yeah, it sounds like me, by the way. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, which that, but the, but the piece of news is huge. Thanks for posting it. Nathaniel. that they're apparently looking at making another Marvel cinematic universe show. Yeah. Television show on Man. a, on ABC with a very well-respected producer of some really, really, um, critically acclaimed content. So, Oh man, that's just a lot. It's just a lot that that will that will be four t- television series on TV, and four Netflix series, <laughs> and the movies. It's just it's just getting a little ridiculous. I'm on board. I'm totally on board. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. awesome. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So here's some more. Uh, what if we get inundated with Marvel? I think we are getting inundated with Marvel. We're not getting inundated with Marvel. We are. We're getting a nice spritz. <laughs> this is a little more than a spritz, my friend. Okay, this is a really nice hot shower. <laughs> yeah, okay. This is, this is a hot shower after a long day working outside. That's yeah. what this is. <laughs> How about we uh, cover some uh, some feedback here? we got a lot of feedback to cover. Um how we cover some feedback before we go into the spoiler section. Sounds good to me. Some non-spoilery feedback. We got a WordPress comment. Yeah. Uh, thank you for commenting on our WordPress, Doug Robinson. He said, I would happily leave a review on iTunes, but f*** iTunes. <laughs> However, I would give you a five-star review if I was on that platform. I listened to your cast starting from the beginning and have finally caught up. A few thoughts. As a bigger guy myself, I slightly enjoy hearing about your weight loss efforts. I don't want that to be the focus of your shows, but occasionally hearing about your success is heartening. I would like to see pictures of you before and after. I want you to be Star-Lord and Drax, or Kingpin and Kingpin. (laughs) I want to say that I hate Gotham. I'm going to lean into the microphone and say that again. I want to say that I hate Gotham. (laughs) I hear him. I hear him. (laughs) I gave it a shot. Got six or eight episodes in and can't get into it at all. Maybe I just don't like the fact that there's no Batman. Although I actually don't like Batman. But Daredevil has been a much better Batman than anything I've seen so far. Honestly, the only Batman I liked was the 60s version. (laughs) Like Adam West for the win, am I right? Yeah, man. Arrow and Flash are fun and very soap opera-y. I am listening to your most recent regular podcast, the one about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I don't want to hear you on other shows unrelated to Marvel. Don't get me wrong. I love listening to you guys, but there is enough in the MCU for you guys to talk about that you shouldn't go to other stuff. He says, okay, I think that is it. Daredevil rocks. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is pretty great, and I'm looking forward to Avengers Age of Ultron. Also, I look forward to hearing from you guys on the air, so to speak. It will be the first time I've heard my feedback read live, quote unquote. P.S. I will happily eat the fit sandwich with you. Sounds delicious. 
You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, it does sound delicious. Thanks, Doug. Uh, we really appreciate all that feedback. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's a lot of things to answer. Um, thank, I'm glad we could be your first. We could uh, be your first red live feedback. Um, <laughs> and uh, we will. We we promise not to go too overboard with the uh, weight loss talk. But it's a nice little thing we're doing. It's a nice little thing for us. We're uh, we appreciate the the well wishes and all of the. Uh, comments encouraging us that we've gotten it's been very helpful and we're really trying to get there so that's cool we appreciate that you uh you don't hate it but we promise not to go overboard yeah my weight loss has stalled a little bit since i started working out last week yeah but yesterday it it hit really hard again because um i i it's apparent now that i am lifting weights yeah in my in my appetite because mm. i worked out it's hard when you're working that hard to not eat more dude I, oh my god last okay i ate great all day yesterday like on the diet just doing awesome took protein before working out protein afterward had a, a nice light dinner of um chicken wings and potato wedges there's a little bit of irony there. Nice light dinner. <laughs> Nothing too terrible. And after that, like, I had wings on, right? And I was starving afterwards. Yeah. So I had a big bowl of mac and cheese that we had left <laughs> over from, uh, from Sunday. And what's crazy about it is that even with all of that, like, bad dinner, bad after dinner, like, mac and cheese is horrible for me. I still lost four pounds yesterday. Wow. It's crazy. That's awesome. Well, my weight loss is also stalled out since I started eating so much pizza. All right. <laughs> and and on, also in response, uh, I get to Gotham. Not everybody likes Gotham. I like it a lot. I actually think a, what a lot of people have a problem with Gotham is how over the top it is, which reminds me most of the 60s version. I think they're trying to incorporate a little bit of that, like melodramatic sort of speaking and stuff into the show, which a lot of people are hating on, but I, I kind of dig it. Um, Arrow and Flash are fun and very bad. Uh, they're very bad shows, but I still like them. I still watch them every week, so I'm right there with you. Um, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, I haven't been able to get past like six episodes. Or no. No, it wasn't six. It's like twelve. Uh, episodes of Arrow, yeah, in the first season, I just—it's so boring. Yeah, it's so boring. I, I didn't find it boring, especially when I had it all watching it all at once like that. I, I've marathoned through it pretty well. Um, yeah, we do not plan to talk about anything non-Marvel Cinematic Universe related on this podcast. We might start another podcast sometime if things go well with this one, and we've got enough people you guys listening, and we have some. Uh, get some ads and things on this one. We might can devote some more time and do another podcast, but yeah. we will probably stick to only Mar. We will <laughs> stick to only Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's the name of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I so, mean, I might have to quit. I might have to quit my job if we do any more than we're if doing. If we now. do more than we're doing now, because this is ridiculous. After Daredevil week, we're both like, we do podcasts every day. This is <laughs> we're getting tired. We love it, but we're getting tired. <laughs> This is exhausting. Uh, well, we we still love it. Um, all right, cool. Uh, well, that thank you very much, Doug. And we will enjoy a fit sandwich with you anytime. Just uh, give me a call. <laughs> Just let me know when you're in town. Yeah. <clears throat> 
We uh, we get an iTunes review as well. Yes. This past week. Starscream 178, right? Yep. He titled his review, Best and Most Interesting MCU Talk. Aw, thanks, man. That's awesome. He said, this show is amazing. It's like eating all of Grandma's pork chops without the guilt trip. In all seriousness, this is my favorite podcast, and I look forward to each and every episode. The podcast is filled with great content, and they are usually the first people to cover the MCU news as it comes out. Matt and Jeff have a great chemistry on air that is fun to listen to. While the show is passionate about the MCU, the tone is pretty lighthearted and fun. Keep up the great work, guys. Thank you so much, Starscream. And I feel a little weird, because that's, that's just a character from the Transformers, right? Starscream? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm talking to a Transformer. Maybe I, maybe I am. <laughs> maybe that was actually the Transformer. Yeah. I or, mean, no, he's a Decepticon, right? He is. I'm bad at Transformers. I'm a little... Well, you didn't say Autobot. They're all Transformers. Right, right. They're all Transformers. There's the Autobots and the... And the Decepticons. Decepticons, right. Sorry. Yeah, I See, mean, I'm they not... learned English from the World Wide Web. <laughs> if you remember from the first one. Yeah, in that first movie. Michael Bay, Michael Bay. I feel like someone with the Starscream uh, username is probably, especially an iTunes username, they're probably referencing the cartoon, though. God, I hope so. Because <laughs> yeah. otherwise he'd be really mad at us for being like, hashtag beat Bay. Oh, yeah, that's true. He can, he can't think this is the best uh, podcast if we're uh, the way we bashed Bay for the first, like, ten episodes. <laughs> uh, so if you are a huge fan of the Michael Bay Transformer films... Don't listen to the first 10 episodes of this podcast, Starscream. <laughs> no, no. No, go ahead. Just <laughs> know that it's going to be a little tough to get through. <laughs> you might not like everything. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so Robert T. Frost on Facebook says, Excellent podcast. It was lots of fun, especially the D&D alignment references to ca- analyze Captain America. It did an old school... Grognard's Grognard's heart good. I'm assuming you know what a grognard is. Most of that D and D talk was your uh, was your doing. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> All right, you're very welcome. Next, uh, <laughs> next. Uh, that was uh, a good last week. Yeah, that was fun. One Carlos Nunez on the Facebook says regarding the Zartan feedback, he's a villain from GI Joe, not Go Joe, which is we get what we kept saying last week because somebody had spelled it wrong on Twitter. Um, he is part of the Cobra and is master of disguise in the movies. He is the guy. Spoiler alert for GI Joe. So anybody, <laughs> spoiler alert. Skip ahead thirty seconds. Who is impersonating the president? Uh, cool. Okay, that makes sense. So I think when, I think what we were talking about last week is someone compared him to uh, Agent Thirty Three. Yeah, and so Master Disguise makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. And like, upon that feedback coming back and explaining it, I was just like, "Oh yeah, that guy." Okay, I was never a huge GI Joe fan. I didn't even watch the second one. Yeah, I I think that in the. Uh, I think in the first movie, the president was played... I may be wrong by this about this. I think it ended with the president being switched out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the president was played by... That evil version of the president was played by um, uh, Chris Eccleston, Doctor Who. What, the ninth Doctor. Was it? I believe so. Who later played Malekith in Thor The Dark World. It's all connected. <laughs> 
It's all connected. Interconnectivity. That was that was Agent Thirty Three, um, and she was. No wait, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> She's seen right. a lot. Also on Facebook, uh, Brian Murphy says, "I'm really glad Anthony Mackie is in this movie. He is one of my favorite side characters and brings so much energy to the role." And yeah. He's talking about Age of Ultron. Yeah, he was talking about Age of Ultron. I posted on Facebook that uh, the the cast walkout video. Because, you know, they always have that big, um, the big showing with, like, here's this person from the cast. Like, Claudia Kim walks out, and here's this person, and then that one, and then this one. And, like, Anthony Mackie's on stage with everybody, and Don Cheadle's there, and, you know, all of the original Avengers are there, and Scarlet Witch, and The Avengers are really starting to be a big team. They really are. I mean, damn. So, what I find interesting is that Linda Cardellini had a big enough role to be out on stage with everybody. Linda Cardellini. Which uh which which one is she? She was the dark haired one in the picture that you saw. Okay. Right, 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 right. She's the one that played Velma in the Scooby Doo thing. And she was in Grandma's Boy. That's right. We talked about her last week, I believe. Uh from what IMDB says she's gonna be playing Linda Barton, which is Hawkeye's, Hawkeye's wife. wife. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing that somewhere, actually. Okay. I really wanted her to be Carol Danvers, though. I know. I know. Maybe Linda's a middle name, and her maiden name is Danvers. <laughs> <laughs> we're really, we're really stretching, You're stretching that one. We're stretching. All right. So um, Joe Sanders hit us on Facebook. <laughs> he said, do you guys think that Star-Lord's mom got cancer from sleeping with his dad? He was made of pure light, after all. Probably radioactive. Mm. And of course, I had to reply to him and say, I mentioned that in one of our podcasts. I think Matt may have cut it out, the fascist. I did no such thing. Uh, there's no reason I would have cut that out. I think Jeff's just trying to take credit for your wonderful theory, Joe. I was sitting in this seat when I said it to you. You're proving nothing. I remember that. making up details at this point. Joe, stop letting him try to take that away from you. You've got a great theory. Fascist. (laughs) Stalin. Uh, Trying to control the media. You look at the pictures with Stalin, like, his friends disappearing from around him. He gets sadder. That's going to be you. All right. You don't know what I'm talking about. Nope. No idea. (laughs) All right, all right. Well, um... Uh, who's Stalin? I don't know. Uh, I never mentioned I was really bad at history. <laughs> also, Joe Sanders, I really love that t-shirt that you ordered. Yeah, it's a pretty great t-shirt. Uh, Joe Sanders posted a picture of a t-shirt for, uh, that is Pinocchio, uh, a Pinocchio Ultron. Ultronocchio? Pinocchatron? Pinocchatron. That sounds like a Transformer. Starscream would love that. Starscream would love Pinocchatron. <laughs> like, romantically. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's just silly. That's real silly. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, Jason Hicks on the Facebook says, Gotta love that hot, deep continuity. Did you see the picture that he posted? Yeah, he with posted that? a picture of a girl holding up Goosebumps books, uh, which is pretty good. It's pretty not. Good. It's the Ermagard meme. Oh yeah, it's the Ermagard. Yeah, it's an Ermagard. It's all connectored. Yeah, <laughs> it's all connectored. <laughs> uh, 
That's that was really good. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah. All right. Sebastian James Braguglio says on the Facebook, Hey guys, great show. Appreciate the effort you're both putting in on keeping up with the Daredevil series. Just in the middle of my own personal marathon, cramming in all the movies before Age of Ultron. Wow, that's a lot of movies to cram. 25 hours. Mm-hmm. Which comes out tomorrow here in Australia. Man, we're so jealous. I'm confused. We move. He says, I'm confused about that too, but not going to argue with them on that one. Yeah, a lot of time America gets things first, but every once in a while, like Australia or New Zealand. So far, it seems like with uh, with Marvel stuff, America it goes gets it last. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Um, I'm upset. Aren't we supposed to be like, you know... <laughs> the, the, the world superpower or this something. is the world superpower we need it first yeah instant gratification yeah i want it now <laughs> cheeseburger <laughs> cheeseburger <laughs> just wanted to tell you guys uh just wanted to let you guys know that you've got a fan around the other side of the globe so keep up the good work cheers also checked out some of Matt's songs. I was honestly quite impressed. Oh, thank you so much, Sebastian. That is awesome of you to check out the music. Uh, MattCarrollMusic.com, everybody. Way to stroke his ego. <laughs> no, seriously. Thank you for checking out the music, and thank you for uh, listening to the cast. You're great. Um, and <laughs> we're super jealous, and we might come uh, steal. We might come see you in Australia tomorrow. <laughs> right? You can do that. <laughs> No, catch a quick Australia I flight. Cannot it's actually only like three grand or something. I can't do that actually. All right. Well, maybe I will. Maybe I will, Sebastian. I mean, if you want to spot me, no, I might not hit you back. <laughs> I might not hit you back. <laughs> you will never get repaid. <laughs> it's unlikely. I didn't say never. You know how um, we were talking about the comic book club earlier, and it might be a thing. It might be pushback, whatever. We yeah. got some. Uh, we got some feedback about that from uh, Noel on on Twitter. Um, she was saying, "May I suggest Black Vortex for comic book club? Finished arc of thirteen books with Guardians of the Galaxy, X Men, Nova, and Captain Marvel." Hmm. I will take that into consideration. Yeah. Please do. What uh, actually what is, read what Black, is Vortex Black Vortex? Yet. Is it a um, is that like a mini series incorporating all of those books, or do you know about Black Vortex? Because I do not. All I know is that it's Guardians of the Galaxy and X Men. Mm, that sounds fun. Um, as the main like teams involved in it, I don't know if it's versus or working together because I haven't read it yet. Okay. Um, and Nova and Captain Marvel. Well, Nova so. and Captain Marvel come into play when. Anytime that Guardians of the Galaxy is going on. Gotcha. Generally. Um, well, not necessarily Captain Marvel, because she's Kree-based. But that's not the point. All right. Um, <laughs> it might be a good book to look into. Um, I haven't read it yet. Been really busy. Cool. Well, we'll uh, you know, we don't have to read it all. Uh, we can just pick a good... I, I think we're going to probably focus on books that lead into future MCU content. Uh, which you know, like right war, now I'm looking real hard at Civil thing. War. Yeah, I feel like Civil War might be honestly. If there's like an iconic Ant Man thing we could read too, uh, like maybe the Scott Lang origin or something to that effect. Uh, 
we've got we've got a lot of <laughs> or the defenders. There's a lot of things coming yeah. that we were talking about. You know, reading. Trust give, me, we'll, we'll get some comic books read. We'll we'll definitely get some comic books in. Um, but but we'll definitely add Black Vortex to the list of possible the ones that we're looking at. Um, Noel also said at MCU Cast, did you see any of the Age of Ultron premiere stuff? And what did you think? Chris Evans on tequila was interesting. I did not. I, did you see any of this? I purposely avoid uh, premiere night type things. Because it gives spoilers. Well, not because it gives spoilers. It just overhypes the shit out of me and I can't sleep. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We got we to gotta, gotta keep our, our expectations reasonable for this thing. I'm trying to. But I'm really excited. <laughs> I think I'm actually more excited for what it's going to do to... Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. As much as I'm excited about Age of Ultron, I really want, like, after at the after effects of um, Winter Soldier last year were so cool. Uh, and it really makes me want to see that again, you know? Yeah, and they've been uh, they've been hitting the TV spots pretty hard with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. Like, Absolutely. You know, Age of Ultron is coming out, the biggest movie event of the year, and I'm sitting here like, the biggest movie event of um, ever. Yeah. And they're like, but before that, see what happens here. And then, oh, it's going to rock everything. This this next coming 12 months, we've got freaking Age of Ultron, which is huge, huge, huge. In in our minds, particularly, you got Batman versus Superman and you've got Star Wars reemerging from the cocoon of the prequels. Um, (laughs) It will become a beautiful butterfly. Maybe. (laughs) Um... (laughs) So so that's that's all that's all interesting. Ant Man, just just so much. I mean, I'm just talking about like Ant Man's gonna be great, I think, and obviously that's our Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I'm just saying like iconic, huge movies. This year is packed. Have you heard about the Pan movie? The like Peter Pan? Yeah, like no. the origin of Peter Pan kind of thing. Like Hugh Jackman is gonna be in it as no, I haven't um, heard about the that. predecessor to Hook. Huh? Yeah. Cool. It got pushed back to October because of Ant-Man. Really? Yeah. I get that. Ant-Man shoved out Peter Pan. I can imagine that would happen with the Marvel Universe, man. Um, So, but no, we didn't see the, we didn't, neither of us saw the uh, premiere night stuff, but I want to now because I'd like to see Chris Evans on tequila. (laughs) I feel like seeing Captain America drunk is, is like sacrilegious somehow he can't get drunk yeah i know he said it in the first movie i know and that that scene grounded him so much in the first avenger when he's trying to get drunk he's in like the blown up town god so right after bucky dies yep ah so good spoiler alert justin waters says at mcu cast agents of shield isn't on locally tonight because of a fundraiser special on abc for tornado victims Kinda angry. Does that make me evil? Only a little. Only a little. But not like Hydra evil. You're more just like uh, confused Reina evil. <laughs> you know, not evil. Nah, man. He's just, just a fan. You just... He's just a fan. That's all. All right. All right. We'll give him that. He's one of us. You're, yeah, I would be pretty upset. Like, fine. Take take my money, but just let me watch. It's like I would rather than be like. Give us twenty dollars and we'll let you watch Shield. <laughs> then I'd be like, "Fine, that's fine. I get it. Hey, you need to make your money for Tornado Relief. Hold my Shield hostage if you need to, but I'll pay the money. Just give me my Shield. You'll get your money." 
what was um, his name? But uh, like hope all of the victims of the tornadoes are doing well, though. Well, Justin hope already not, nothing too crazy. Justin did mention that he's already donated his money. Oh, good, 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 good. Well, then you're not evil at all. You're just slightly inconvenienced by missing your favorite. You know, one of your favorite shows. I'm assuming. Uh, I know it's one of mine. Um, yeah. I mean, if you've already donated money, then you're basically running this thing. You know, like paying your taxes to uh, to own the cops. You know, they work for you because you pay the taxes, right? Yeah, that's so why I get to boss them around. That's right? that's exactly right. So, like, based on that, you own the the thing that's inconveniencing you. You should probably be able to call them and just tell them to shut the hell up so you can watch them shield. I don't think how any of this is how life works. No, probably not. They oh. probably really actually do need money to donate to tornado victims. Good on you for donating already, though. <laughs> Justin also wanted to say... Catch it uh, on Hulu. <laughs> quick Fantastic Four f- backlash question. Not MCU, I know. Uh, why are people angry? Torch is black, but nobody cared Sue Storm was Latina for two films. Because she was passable. Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. And uh, not saying that's that's a good thing, but that's pretty much how people think. It's like, uh, if someone's... Uh, reasonably colored similarly enough to pass then they don't get you don't get a huge backlash <laughs> which is ridiculous i don't i don't care what color a hero is like that's just silly unless there's something in their origin that like makes them specific like if we if, <laughs> if they brought in black panther from like the african country of wakanda and they made it like a white dude i'd be a little upset like that wouldn't <laughs> that wouldn't work um but like, or if you know, a character had to be whatever Russian. I don't know, and he didn't look. Ru- he wasn't Russian at all, or he was like Latino. Then like that that wouldn't make any sense. But like characters, it just doesn't matter. Whatever. It's funny that you mentioned Russian because Black Widow was supposed to be Russian. Well, isn't she Russian in the? I mean, she doesn't have a Russian accent. Oh right, right, right. Like yeah, but she's. I mean, she mentions she's just a couple of times. Accents. Yeah, like she mentions a couple of times that. But know, she is Russian. Yeah. She was like, regimes fall, uh, rise and fall every day. I don't weep for it. I mean, I'm Russian. Or, well, I yeah. used to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. It's just, I find it ironic that you mentioned Russian yeah. when she was. And she doesn't appear to be at all. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. I, I My point is, but she's still. She's still passable. She's passable for Russian. <laughs> so there you go. It passable. I guess that's all that uh, the internet trolls care about. <laughs> yeah. And that's unfortunate, I guess. Yeah. I just don't. It just doesn't matter. Like, why is there? Why does it matter if Johnny Storm is black? See, the, the issue that I have with it is not that Johnny Storm is black. It's that the film looks bad. See, I, I don't know. This newest trailer looked pretty good. Have you seen the newest one? The one I that have. came out like today? I thought the newest like trailer was pretty good. Ago, but I, I've seen it and it, I just, it doesn't excite me. It did excite Same me. Same way that the Batman vs. Superman trailer didn't excite me at all. Yeah. The Batman vs. Superman. There were some interesting angles they're taking with the new trailer. Um, but it's not... It's, it's, it's not... It's, it, I'm just not that interested yet. But but I'm 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 gonna see them all. I'm sure I'll see them all. It might it might take till till DVD to see Fantastic Four, but yeah, I might catch it on Redbox. Yeah, exactly. 
I might wait till Netflix. Yeah, exactly. You know, my thought just then was I might wait till Netflix when it's free. Netflix is not free. Nope, it's not. But you already have it and you're not going to get rid of it. So it's kind of free. It's a little bit free. All right. Well, I think that's all of our um, all of our non-spoilery feedback. I think we have one more piece of feedback to throw in after the spoiler alert. Um, but we'll uh, we'll do that now. Uh, we're gonna do a spoiler alert in three, two, one. Mike Peterson got captured. Yeah, that's kind of weak spoiler alert this week. Yeah, there wasn't really much that we fault. didn't see coming. Yeah, there's there's not a whole lot that was like. Uh, completely out of left field. Uh, let's go ahead and throw in this uh, feel, this real quick feedback uh, that, that we wanted to save for the spoiler section. I love this next piece of feedback from Marco Margo. Uh, clairvoyance is Raina's power. How poetically I- ironic. That's great. I had not thought about that, um, but we all know that in the first season she was obsessed with the clairvoyant. Um, thinking that he was clairvoyant and really wanting his pa- wanting to know about her future, um, which <laughs> she got to be the clairvoyant. She is going to get to be the clairvoyant, which, according to uh, the, um, if you remember in in season one, a- a- Shield was saying how there'd never been a clairvoyant person, like it's never been proven. No potent, no like powered person had ever had that power. So Gordon. And Yajayin confirms tonight from the Inhuman side, there'd never been a a, a registered pre-co- person with precognition, right? Yeah. So she she had uh, poured through the texts. Poured through the texts. So she might be the first of her kind. So not only was she obsessed with the clairvoyant, but she may be the first clairvoyant that the world has ever known. And to think she wanted to end her own life. Yeah. Um. You know the the interesting thing about that is. The reason she wanted to be with the clairvoyant was because she wanted to know what she would become. Yep. And now she's already become it and she might become the clairvoyant, which is like, that's very, very, that's, that's like the definition of irony right there. Like after (laughs) she, it's too late for her to find it out. And then she becomes the thing she was searching for. Um, that's, that is really, really poetic. I would got to say, Mark, I love that feedback. Really good call. All right. So let's get on this. Um, let's get on this week's episode and just kind of give a rundown. Uh, I loved the fit stuff on this episode. Um, I just really, really was excited after last week's episode when he was like, <laughs> last week's episode. I know we talked about it last week, but last week's episode when he's like, I, I think they're telling me. I think they want me to lead, lead, lead. They want me to lead them to you. But can I still come hang out with you guys? <laughs> it wasn't like I was wondering I... if you might help me shake a tail. <laughs> like now, that was so great. What um, I was—I really wanted to know what they meant by like—is there an electric hand dryer in I the know, bathroom? I know, and they didn't do it. And I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm at once annoyed that they didn't show me why, and I'm happy they didn't because it was a really funny joke. <laughs> And there was no like, re- I w- I would what I would have liked it to seen is him running down the street like holding a component of the dryer or something like <laughs> inexplicably somehow it helped him escape. And like he says when he jumps into the Quinjet, like thanks for those tips. It really helped a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, what what tips? What was it that happened? Yeah, what happened there? Um, Fitz's course in this episode was really. 
pretty intense. It really was. Uh, see him, seeing him have to face Ward face to face and work with Ward. Oh man, I love how scrappy Fitz is. Yeah, he's he shouldn't be. He's, he's gonna get himself shot one day. <laughs> he's gonna get him. If not shot, he's gonna get himself like beaten the living crap out of. Yeah, he's just not a big dude, and he like. He went after Ward. You know, Ward could destroy him. I mean, he showed himself to have, like, lots of aptitude in the field, but he's not a fighter. Like, he's yeah, a no. he's clever, and he's he's great with the tech, of course, but he's not a fighter. And when he, like, lunged across the plane at Ward, and, and just seeing him, like, grasping at his gun the whole episode and, like, fidgeting, oh, man, he wants to, he wants to hurt Ward in a bad way. Well, Ward hurt him in a bad way. I know. So. I know. It's uh, it's great to see that. It's great to see that coming back. Um, I really like, and Fitz is almost Fitz seems pretty much back to normal at this point. Yeah, he he really only has the occasional, like, hard spot to work through. I really haven't seen him do that in a few episodes. Even like they've really slowly kind of like, uh, rehabbed his character into the to the point that I can't even really tell anymore. Um, what do you think of Jai Ying's plan? Honestly, just, I don't know what to think about her. I just she think, she seems like she's trying to be a leader, but then she's doing things that she doesn't like to do, which I think is really great with the when she said like as a leader, sometimes I have to do things that I don't necessarily approve of. And then right then there's the the Colson thing, like that's this just perfect parallel. Like he also has to do things as a leader that he doesn't want to do. But I don't, I don't get her plan. She knows that Cal's going to be mad. She knows that yeah. he's going to go off the deep end. But her just saying outright, like, I don't care about those people. Well, that's the thing that I will sum up her character in one thing is that she only cares about her people, which is, I think, a a motivation that works on the show. And it's different than any other characters we've had. Like, she she seems like a good person to her people, but she's not... She's not there to protect the she's world. She's not a worldly person. No. She well she's not a she's not an avenger. No, she's not there to help anybody else. She's there to protect her people from the rest of the world. She's there to protect the rest of the inhumans from the rest of the world. And she doesn't care about um saving people's lives, you know. Yeah. She only cares about you if you're an inhuman. <laughs> if you belong there, which um, which is why she has to get rid of Cal when she does. I just don't know that I like the way that she does it. Like she, he's, for the most part, when she's around, he's a reasonable guy. When Jiaying's around, or when, uh... yeah, when when Jiaying or when Sky is around, like if, especially when both of them are around, he's a really reasonable guy for he the can most be part. To. Well, and when he thought he was going to get to live there. He was reasonable, but as soon as, I mean, he's still there with Sky, and when he finds out that they plan to leave him, he almost kills that poor kid. Lincoln. Uh, yeah, and, and, and he does kill a few uh, Hydra people, which, that's all well and good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing wrong there. That's whatever, I guess. Speaking of killing Hydra people, uh, Ward, just, just, just seeing Ward, Ward is working with our team again. Uh, a lot of people have been speculating ever since 
the end of season one that eventually he would be rehabbed as a character. Um, what do you think they're doing? What what do you, where do you think they're taking his character? I don't know. I don't either. So far, he hasn't. He's so complex. Well, he's got so many plans. I don't know that he's so complex. He is. He's definitely like a complicated character, and he has a complicated history. And we have a complicated history with him as an audience because we trusted him so much for so long. He was just this Boy Scout who was kind of the. If anything, he was the boring character of season one. Yeah. Um, so once he flipped, it was just such a, such a betrayal, but as a character, he's fairly simple. He's out for his own good at this point, And he just wants to be with sky. Are, are we sure? I think so. I, Cause I, like his motivations geez. seem like all over the place. Did you see his reaction when they, when they said he wanted to be with sky or they, they, they were there to pick up sky. He's like, this is about sky. Yeah. Well, Fitz let that slip and, 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 uh, Ward got a little too excited. I did notice that. Um, I was and like, all right, calm down. Agent 33 is right there. Yeah, it's, it seems like he's big. He's been lying to Agent 33. Obviously. Um, and obviously he, he he's trying to make it sound like he wants to be with her. Um, but I don't think that he does. And that that's further shown by the lies that he tells when he's talking to her, you know? Yeah. So I think that's all just bullshit. Like he, his <laughs> his relationship with 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 Agent Thirty Three is bullshit, and I really hope they're able to rehab Agent Thirty Three back into Shield because it's really cool character, um, really cool the way she can change her face. Um, but right now she just seems like a lost, like a lost soul. She she's a lost puppy. Yeah, she doesn't seem like evil at all. She's just hanging on to Ward because he's. He's been lying to her about who he is. Well, it's like she's hanging on to the people that are hanging on to her. Yeah. She's just hanging on to whoever she thinks can uh, help. Um, well, I mean, she she did go through the Faustus machine. Yeah. Which, does she have, did she lose her memories of her previous S.H.I.E.L.D. life? I don't think so, but she doesn't seem to have them anymore. I don't know. Because she doesn't remember what she looked like, if I remember right. Yeah. So, yeah. She's, I don't know. I guess something with the Faustus machine and the getting Compliance shocked in the brain. Rewarded. She just forgot who she was completely, which is pretty crazy. Um, I really enjoyed Cal in this episode. <laughs> Fan-freaking-tastic. Yeah. He was so fun. <laughs> and there were so many times where I looked at, I looked at my wife... And I, my, like, my lip was quivering. I may have been, like, forcing that to happen and kind of, like, overdoing it a little bit. Yeah. But, like, I really felt for Cal this oh, yeah. episode. Like, he was, he just wants so badly to be a good father in a normal family. Oh, man. Every time he mentions his, the past, and that's all he does this episode, he's just constantly memory, mentioning, like, what could have been. Yeah, like, there's they, a great charter school. It would have been for you. Yeah, this and is I where had you it all planned out. He took her on, like, a tour of the life they would have had together. Oh, God. Like, yes, I own this building. I'm not rich, but you would have been very comfortable. Like, he's just, he's trying to impress her with, the, like, the life he intended for her to have. Um, and, man, when she has to tell him, Stupid Lincoln showing up too early. Right? Like, getting all in the way. Yeah. And I, here's, you know, I, I said earlier I was going to talk about a theory. Um, 
we know we've got the afterlife, this little place where all the Inhumans live. Not all of them. And no, they don't all live there, but a lot of them live and train and go there for sanctuary. Yeah, it's whatever. like a staging point. Um, well, I think Hydra is going to find it. Um, and I think we might end up losing a lot of those Inhumans. Ooh. Which is going to force them to make a decision about who what they're going to do to protect themselves. And I think some of them might end up working with S.H.I.E.L.D. or against them. <laughs> or with Hydra, you know? Um, just because... I th- that We know that they're now tracking Gordon. His teleportation. Yeah, apparently his teleportation leaves a... Uh... Some sort of quantum entanglement signature. Yeah. I loved, I love, 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 loved Hunter. I think it was Hunter who said... Yeah. Not a lot of hard science, just a lot of big words. That was so great because it was just so true. It was like... It's just, he he basically called out the show for its bullshit. Like, <laughs> not a lot of hard science, but a lot of big words. Like, that's so good. That's such a great line, you know? So, yeah. I think based on that, the fact that they're chasing Gordon down, um, I think they're going to ha- they're gonna be able to find where he's teleporting to. Yeah. Yeah. I like that Cal, uh, Cal mentioned his other name. First of all, we heard Daisy Johnson, the full name for the first time. Yes. That was cool. And then we have Cal, who said he picked a name that <laughs> he was... He changed named... it to something more sinister. <laughs> Cal Zebo. Zebo. Uh, okay. I've only read it. Looks like Zebo to me. Zebo. Cal Gazebo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, I thought that was pretty great. I couldn't get a read on Bakshi. Like, it seemed like he knew more than he was, like, like he wasn't so brainwashed, and then he was brainwashed, and then, I don't know, it just, I couldn't, I couldn't tell. And the whole Ward, Ward has control over him, so he's definitely not trustworthy, you know? At all. Like, none of them are trustworthy, but Mm -hmm. they keep having to make deals with these people. Yeah, well, this is... Uh, this is a pretty dark deal for him to make a deal with Ward. And and, and that that brings up also to the point that, like, uh, when S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, the real S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, which is starting to look more and more like the real S.H.I.E.L.D., especially with Coulson out there, he's still doing good, but he's, like, teaming up with all these other teams and people and powered people and blah, 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 blah. Um, like it's looking worse and worse for his case. It's looking when they when they when they looked through Deathlock's eyes. Oh man! And saw him standing there with Ward. That was rough. Yeah. Well, um, that's whenever, rough for rough for Coulson. When you whenever they uh, they kind of addressed that Simmons had sent the uh, the Fury's toolbox with Fitz. And then May tells her, like, we know that he's with Peterson. Can you tap into his uh, his feed? Mm-hmm. Like, as they were saying that, I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, bad yeah, time, exactly. bad time. Not this a good time for not, that. Not the time to do that. Especially when she said, I mean, it was it really drove the point home when she said, of course I will. To clear his name, of course I will. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, you're not going to clear his name, not today. <laughs> I think she used the word exonerate. 
Yeah. She would. Yeah, yeah. She being would. Very British. <laughs> I was just thinking being very very intelligent. Very proper. Very proper. Um Yeah. Also known as British. So we we get a good sense of who Cal was before uh just a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Doctors without borders. I mean, yeah, he's a volunteer doctor. Yeah. In in poor regions of of Milwaukee, less countries, <laughs> lesser country. I don't want to say that China is necessarily a lesser country, but, no, but it's got poor regions that need doctors like a doctors lot. Doctors without borders goes to poor places. So yeah. so I understand where you're going. You're not, it's not in this other country, but it's not like insulting China. Probably a poor part of China yeah. that needed a doctor. And he was there for them. And that's really nice of him to do that. Absolutely. But then his family got ripped apart. Quite literally. Oh, gross. <laughs> Why you got to do that to me? You're welcome. Um, oh, we got a good, we got a good, sh- some great shots of uh, Lincoln using its power. Oh like, yeah, in a fighting way. Yeah, because before he was all like, "Look, I can make you fly, and I can move this thing. Like I'm Static Shock or something." Yeah. Did you ever see that WB cartoon? Uh, I think I did. Yeah. Way back when. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, "What is this? Is this Static Shock in like Inhumans form?" <laughs> but then he like he used the uh, the electricity. To just kind of short a guy's nervous system out. Yeah, that was pretty intense. And when he tried to do it to uh, Mike Peterson, and then Mike uh, wouldn't have it, wasn't having it. Yeah, but a lot of his stuff got kind of fried and or yeah. reset a little bit. Got all messed up. I was actually expecting the trope of like, um, now I am more powerful. Oh yeah, he just absorbs it like Iron Man did in uh, in the Avengers. Yeah. So power at four hundred percent. Bakshi toward the end is. Are we supposed to? Are we supposed to think that at the end Bakshi was not brainwashed? I don't know because Bakshi uh, fires a weapon and takes out Peterson and uh, Lincoln. Um, I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what we're supposed to believe about that. Like, if he is he is he double crossing. The people who brainwashed him? I don't know. Or is he just playing, still just playing the role? I don't know. His compliance is going to be rewarded either way. (laughs) And he is happy to comply. Hmm. It was nice, uh, as much as I don't think Ward is a redeemable character, toward the end when he shot the guy who was about to shoot uh, Coulson and saved Coulson's life. They redeemed himself just a little. <laughs> just a touch. Ever so slightly. Just a skosh. Ever so slightly. So It's all part of his dastardly plan. I know, and I'm falling for it. <laughs> Damn it. Ward, you evil genius. So what about when Gordon shows up again and takes away Sky? He says, I've got to get you out of here. And then Cal jumps into the stream. Yep. And then, um, and then Coulson runs toward them. Because he's just like, no, she's right there. So close. So he was close so close. Her. I wonder if now Bakshi is on the inside and we're going to get like Bakshi somehow secretly reporting to Ward and, uh, and Ward will either pass that information along or, or will not, you know? 
I don't know. I don't either. Because I, I can't imagine they're just going to like... Bakshi can't just be fine now. He was so brainwashed. <laughs> and now he can't just be like, all right, well, I'm not brainwashed anymore. Well, I mean, look what happened in 33. Yeah, but that's because the man who brainwashed her and she was subservient to died, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's I keep a, that's thinking that, that they can bring him back. Whitehall? Yeah. Because he's got... He's got the same thing Zha Ying did. Well, he's got, like, her parts. Yeah, he's got some of he's got a little bit of Zha Ying in him, so uh, it is possible. Uh, wait, he was he, he was shot, right? Yeah, he was just shot. Yeah, I think it's absolutely possible he could be back, but I'm not necessarily fighting for that because we just had a, an episode where we talked about making death matter in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, <laughs> so, and that's one of the things that I was worried about when we were talking about that too. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway, anything else you want to mention on this episode? Uh, just that. Um, that alien DNA in Coulson's blood is kind of coming back. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Well, didn't you see at the end where he said, take me to your leader? Oh. <laughs> but, um... Didn't... I, oh, speaking of Cal, Cal Zabo's office, when he opens the little drawer and has those green vials. Mm-hmm. Um, I know mm-hmm. he did experiments on himself. I'm guessing that's some of his serum. That's his Mr. Hyde formula. Yeah. I wanted to see. I want to see him, Mister Hideout, so bad. Well, he, from what they're doing, he just kind of doesn't change form. We don't get really strong. We've never seen him get strong. Well, he was fighting. Uh, he was fighting Coulson and throwing him around the room in the uh, mid-season finale. Yeah, I think. but I don't think he was in his full, full form. And Jaying said tonight uh, to Sky. You, oh, think, yeah. you think you've seen him at his worst. Oh, you yeah. haven't. And I think that was meant for us as the audience. You think you may have seen him at his worst, like as angry throw around guy, but no, I think he I think he does change form. And I think they're just saving cool. it. So Oh, that would be so cool. It would be cool. Alright. Well, uh we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast in partnership with forty five magazine. Uh, if you'd like to leave us some feedback, we would love to hear from you. Uh, we're at mcucast.com, or you can find us at facebook.com slash mcucast, or at mcucast on Twitter. Um, if you'd really like to help us out, you could leave an iTunes review on iTunes. Please leave us a five-star review and let us know how you feel about the show, um, and uh, subscribe there. And thank you guys so much for listening. Please call leave us some feedback at 573-CAST-MCU. We'd love to hear from you and uh, be able to play your feedback on the show. Um, I think that's all. That's about it, right, Jeff? Email. I said the email. Did you? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) MCUcast at gmail.com on the emails. I did it by memory. Come on, I got close. Um, But uh, we'll be back tomorrow with our Daredevil episode 12 cast. So... That's exciting. We're almost done with the Daredevil cast. We're very, very close. So I hope you guys are enjoying that. And anyone that's your first time joining us for a full cast, we really appreciate you coming over. We know a lot of people found us while we were doing the Daredevil cast, and we really appreciate all of you for listening. Um, And we will be here every week with more Marvel Cinematic Universe talk. And then we're also going to do an extra one for Age of Ultron's release. That's right. (laughs) We will be here more than every week. 
So <laughs> we'll be here soon, guys. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Daredevil episode 12. Talk to y'all later. Mm-hmm.